You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I'm joined with Steve Orsillo. Hello. And Vicky Orsillo. Hey guys, how are you? We are back. We, did, we didn't film last week because of scheduling stuff, so we were back together today. Yeah, we were gone again, weren't we? Were we gone last week? Yeah. A million years ago. We had another like. vacation. No, we don't. I, I, no, I mean, you had one. We had another yes. one. Yeah, we went to Tahoe. Yeah. It was nice. Oh. It was, we saw a bear running through the streets of Tahoe. Oh, fun. It was fun. Yeah. yeah it was crazy. Yeah. Just a big old bear. Yeah. We were looking for bike trails and some <laughs> kind of skateboard yells out. No, no, yeah. he goes past us. No, he yells out next to me, which made me turn and look at him. He, he goes, oh, I said, what's up? He goes, oh, it just freaked me out. A bear came out of the woods. <laughs> right behind me? He goes, yeah. So we, we turn around and there's sure enough, wow. there's a bear standing in the road. No, but was I, what I was saying, you said no, is he went past us going towards the bear, and then all of a sudden we're sitting there, and he comes running back the other way. <laughs> I, get, that I, was, that's, I get that. Yeah, yeah you're right, you, you're you, right. you corrected me, remember? Yeah, well, so I'm, yeah. now I'm corrected. You, you don't need correction. I don't know. <laughs> Most of the time I just correct. Say it. Say it. If I Vicky, just, you're right. Yeah, if I just correct every time, I'm oh, boy. A, I got a pretty oh, good boy. batting average. Okay. That reminds me of the time that the German the mountain lion came in Southside. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> scary. That was, <laughs> I still to this day have never seen a mountain lion. You know, I wish I would have seen that one. It was in the tree by the... What's funny is he us. walked by our car shop and his he has he kind of rubbed up rubbed somebody in the car and standing at the no at the, yeah his his he rubbed his pant leg no he didn't yeah and the guy turned around and freaked out no man. that's horrible and it walked on down the street he didn't it, it's crazy because what do they, they call the ghosts of the Sierras ghost yeah you don't see them very yeah. often but so they we, we saw that one. the world yeah. saw that one it's crazy they they uh, tranquilized it and hauled it off and let it go in the woods wow by our house wow yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that leads kind of into what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> on some or, or, or Steve being wrong, which one? Or, or Vicky's need for a tranquilizer. <laughs> things happening unexpectedly, let's say. Oh, like unexpected that. things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, let's. Uh, so we're gonna read in Luke 13. Luke if you 13. are a part of the Father's House, you listen to our sermons. We're actually gonna recap some of the verses we've done recently uh, and go a little bit deeper since. Uh, on Sundays, we always talk about the words of Jesus, and this season's all about the words of Jesus. It happens to line up. So, this is uh, Luke 13. Now, on the same occasion, there were some pre- there were some present who reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus said to them, "Do you suppose that these Galileans were greater sinners than all other Galileans <laughs> because they suffered this fate?" That's great. I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or do you suppose that those 18 on whom the tower at in Siloam fell and killed them, sorry, let me try that again. Or do you suppose that those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, why can't I say that sentence, were worse than the culprits than all the men who lived in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Go ahead, oh. Steve. Well, this is a story about a Galilean protest of um, Pilate was going to build an aqueduct system, and he used temple money. Well, that they were appalled because that's part of their Pilate's entire history. Pilate's a Roman, and, and the, Pilate I'm, is the governor of Rome. Rome. He's the and he's he's, he's he's their ruler, and he's going to improve Jerusalem. Governor of Jerusalem. Uh, what I say? Rome. Rome. 
Occupied Jerusalem. Occupied Jerusalem. Yes. I must have said something yeah. wrong. Okay, so he he was building this aqueduct system, and he's and he took the money from the temple money, the Jews, to use it, and the and it appalled all. I mean, they were just the Jews were up in arms, and the Galileans decided to do a protest, and they they did a sacrifice to their god to try to get him to intervene and, and punish Pilate and the Romans for taking and using temple money for uh, infrastructure improvements, right? Water. So they had this uh, sacrifices they were making on this particular day, and it's kind of like a prayer, a pray-in, you know? Yep. And um, Pilate sent um, assassins as into the crowd dressed as Jews, hmm. And at a certain signal, when they were sacrificing these critters, animals, in sacrifice to God, to, as as power in their prayer, to get him to act on their behalf against this incredible wrong they were suffering, the assassins broke out and fell upon them, and their blood mixed with the sacrifices. What do you well, mean fell upon them? killed them. Oh, hit them with hit swords, them. stuck okay. them with swords. Okay swung swords at them and they were and these sacrificers were bleeding all over their own animals and the blood that was that runs down into a bowl their own blood was running into the bowl and the uh, jews thought that was the most horrible thing that could ever happen mm. to them like that's worse than anything else you can do to a jew is as he's dying mix his blood with with animals wow and um it's like they were cursed yeah. and Jesus is asking them, do you think that they were, you know, that their blood was mixed with the sacrifice because they were evil? Mm. No, it's mixed with the sacrifice because Pilate is evil mm. and bad things do happen to good people. And even if their intentions were right, their whole country was not in favor with God. He hadn't spoken to them in 500 years. Some, it's actually for something, but it's short of just short of 500 mm -hmm. years. He hadn't even spoken to the priest in the temple. And so they knew they're in disfavor with God. And so you're, 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 you're expecting God to act the way he did in the days of Moses when he blocked the Egyptians from pursuit by by swallowing them up in the sea or when an earthquake swallows all of their enemies or when they wake up in the morning and all of their enemies are dead and you're expecting God to behave in a manner he did back then but you're not who you were back then wow. you have changed you have gravitated and grown away incremental change you've grown away from God's purpose mm. in your life God's plan in your life who God is to you your dependence on him and you've forgotten all of those judges and all of those times where God sold you again into slavery and you did it and he and he sent you a deliverer and you did again what was evil in the sight of the Lord and here here's your nation doing again what is evil in the sight of the Lord? And can't you read the signs? He's just told them, you know how to read the weather. Why can't you read the signs? Hmm. The signs of why you're occupied. The signs of why you're in slavery to the Rome, Romans. And who's standing in front of you? Why can't you read these things? And he's really irritated with them. Why can't you read the signs? Or do you suppose that those men were evil whose blood was mixed or you suppose those men were evil when the because the tower fell on them it only falls on bad people right wow and um he's telling them no the rain falls on the just and the unjust and negative and bad things happen to good people good. and these things that happen to your people 
should have put you in a position to know the truth. Hmm. There's two good things about negative circumstances, about uh, uh, unfortunate negative things like the death of loved ones, the sickness of loved ones, the financial ruin of your life or what all the, the disadvantages born in unfair circumstances. All of these things have a couple of really valuable things that can happen. And one is you're perfectly situated to preach the, your, your faith. You're perfectly situated to show that even in these bad circumstances, I still believe, mm-hmm. and I know that He is good, and I will follow Him. And if bad and if bad things did happen because I was bad, I deserved it. And if good things happen, that's good. Doesn't mean I deserved them. Wow. I still bless Him for them. That's good. And so there's that, and then there's the uh, idea that if. If I go into slavery, I should remember my ancestors. They only went into slavery when they did again what was evil in the sight of the mm-hmm. Lord. And I would give it gives me a perfect place to examine my life and say, I have turned left or I have turned right. But there's several really good advantages to having these negative things, these disappointments in our life. It puts us in a position to really know if we believe in God or not. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just so much can good you can take from them. So do we wish for them? Oh, no. Heavens, I don't wish for them. <laughs> and what's really funny is one of the greatest things that's ever happened in my life is to have my son born with Down syndrome. And when I say the greatest things in my life, he is a pain in the rear. <laughs> and he is and he is stubborn as they come. And he is, he's relentless. And wonderful. And all those things. But when I look at who I am and where my life has gone, who his siblings are, these are some of the greatest people. And I'd love it. I'd love to say it's because of their father or their mother. But I got to tell you, the largest contributor to who our children are is that they were raised with him. Now, okay, so you've got this 39-year-old son with Down syndrome. And he is a chore. We will never, we never have had, and doesn't ever look forward to having an empty nest. No. He is in our house forever, mm-hmm. we love him. and we love him. But like he's, him, he's fun. but he's, a, he, you know, he's a goofball. He's a goofball. But so, would we wish our children to have a Downs kid? No. Do we wish our when someone's pregnant in our church? Well, you're if you're lucky, you'll have a Downs kid. Mm-hmm. Even though we say this situation Good. positioned us. To everything great that I am, if there's any greatness in me, Vicki really made a difference in my life. Jesus made the biggest difference. Nicole being born, my oldest, oh my gosh, it just changed me. But that the things that their love couldn't change, those things that even Jesus in my life, I couldn't overcome. My incredible selfishness, my incredible judgment of anybody that didn't measure up, when you have a son with Down syndrome, they don't measure up, man. They'd never, ever reach your expectation of what a 5-year-old, 7-year-old, 12-year-old, 15-year-old should, boy should be. Right. And you have to either change or you are going to be one horrible person. Hmm. And so my son has changed me more than any single thing in my life. And whoever I am, the gr- whatever greatness you find in me, I was able to achieve it, achieve it because I have a son with Down syndrome. And yet, I still don't wish it upon you. I don't hope for the pregnant women in our church to have a Downs baby. Right. But I do have a cousin in our church that has a Downs baby. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but look at her and say, you lucky girl. 
I don't know how, are you going to tip this way or are you going to tip that way? And that's what Jesus is saying to these people. You're, 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 you're all upset with the Romans because the blood was mixed with sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Which way are you going to tip on this? Well. That God is your father or, and that you might be estranged from him and you have to change and grow closer to him? Are you going to simply say the rain falls on the just and the unjust? Blessed be the name of the Lord. He gives and takes away. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do and what, what are you going to choose? Which way are you going to go? And there's so many things, you know, we've had many, today is the anniversary of our granddaughter's passing. Seven-year-old. Our seven-year-old granddaughter died three years ago today. And we're laughing, we're rejoicing, and we know we will see her again. And I know I'll let Vicki talk more about that, but we have many different situations. Like the day before yesterday is the anniversary of my father passing. I, I miss him. Four years ago, he died. And it's like, wh- what am I going to do with this? Am I going to put monuments to my dad? And No, I'm going to say every picture, I miss you, but I was so lucky to have you. Mm. So many people didn't have him. And he was a flawed individual, yet I was so fortunate to have him. And I'm so blessed by the, by the lottery of fatherhood that I got. And the lottery of, I saw my mother's pictures today, and just the lottery of those parents, you yeah. know, and just what will you do? Will you look at it as a, a devastating thing that you celebrate every year and you mourn and you hurt and you, you know, agonize? Or do you have this perspective of looking at it differently, really that good. this is an eternal perspective? My son, Mark, won't have Down syndrome in heaven. I have a feeling he'll be an angel. Yeah. Ava Lynn, at seven, passing away. She didn't have to face the world. She never had to be tempted. Hmm. She never had to make the choice of good and evil. She, she didn't have to say, I'm going to, I want and become evil. Hmm. Or I submit and become good. She didn't have that. She didn't have that choice. And when we spend eternity with her, I'll bet you she was the lucky one. Ah. Hmm. And yet we think this is a terrible thing. Yeah. Really good. I hope I hope I'm making sense and I'm following the track. Yeah. Uh, I did preach this sermon recently, mm-hmm. and I can't remember it at all. But I, I think pretty, we're you're pretty on we're track. following yeah. it pretty closely. Yeah. But the eternal perspective is really what we should talk about yeah. about things that bring eternal respect. And these people, what he's really chastising them for, is they can't see the sign in front of them mm-hmm. that this is God's blessing in your life. And I think if any Downs father on earth. Um, there's so much to say about raising a Downs kid, and especially with this woman. But just fathering alone, I don't know how I got the revelation that this boy changed me. Mm. Uh, everything good I've ever done in my life is because he's in my life. Mm-hmm. And for eternity, we will rejoice yeah. that he had Down syndrome. And yet here on earth, it's like, oh, you oh, poor people. That's right. Yeah. And I try so hard. And are you kidding me? I won the lottery. You should be so lucky mm-hmm. as to have one of these creatures in your house. Yeah. And yet I get irritated with him almost every day. Uh, twice a day. Twice a day. Yeah. But then again, he <laughs> he's is, wonderful, he is relentless and yeah. pushy. <laughs> you know? He's really sharp. He's real. Sp- he's so smart. Obviously changes people's lives. But I think what I really want to um, piggyback on is, is I think that I don't know if we talked about this recently, but in my opinion, 
this kind of thing is one of the um, biggest um, handicaps, excuse me, from uh, for staying uh, on the track of loving Jesus because the rain does fall on the just. Block. A stumbling block. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the rain does fall on the just and the unjust, and bad things will happen to good people. And we we've we've seen that. And we talked about a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that. We were shocked that we, you know we we had walked around for many years just saying we're so blessed and we and we'd forgot to we didn't even realize that Mark was people looked at us and thought we probably weren't blessed because of Mark, but we've always seen it a blessing, and then in the last 14 years lots of lots of things have happened, yeah. and I think it's the you know ask anything in my name, uh, and combined with having a Down syndrome child or your husband down or your daughter, granddaughter die, that people it shows the heart your heart, it either you're gonna backslide from Jesus or you're going to go forward to Jesus in tragedy. And I think you, you talked about that on Sunday is like in the heart of every believer, there's one or the other, you're going to go one way or the other, because I promise that something bad is going to happen to you. If you have a mom and dad, they probably will die. Mm. You know, there's going to be, there's going to be rain in our lives as Christians. And I believe there's a, like, there's a, a lie maybe that we just, that everything is, we're living our best life. You know, nothing bad's going to happen. We're going to be, have a beautiful house and have three cars and a boat and we're going to be blessed because we love Jesus and when the rain falls or, or the tower falls just like the Galileans we want to say well who who sinned hmm. there must be something wrong because ask anything in his name and he'll give it to you right. and it's just like this name acclaimant kind of stuff and in our life in the last 14 years through the rain that's fallen on us um, I don't know that I've I don't know that uh, I have not grown more. I have grown more in these last 14 years in understanding more of who God is, which is a thimbleful, than I ever had before. Mm. I have hopefully demonstrated in the midst of sadness, and even with even 39 years with Mark, that's not sadness to me. It's it's just, it's, it's my greatest joy to be Mark's mom. He's just so funny. Um, but hopefully, people can see that this is how you you need to walk it out. Mm -hmm. Eternal perspective. Your granddaughter dies. Now, a lot of people, it's a horrible, horrible thing. But we also have an eternal perspective. And shouldn't we be happy that we know where she is? Our 42-year-old associate pastor died, and he was a good friend, and he he died and left four kids. We don't understand. But we can look uh, two and a half years past and go, oh, my goodness, look at all this, all this life that's come from his his passing, mm-hmm. it just goes on and on. And the eternal perspective in Christianity is everything. We're just bound by today, and we can't see tomorrow, only behind us. And we just are stuck with what we don't know. Yeah. And it's, you know, counting, he says, count it all joy. Talks all about the tribulation. Talks all about the persecution. He t- I was reading today in John, he told Peter, you're gonna, they're going to, you know, when you're old, they're going to bind you, mm-hmm. and you're going to die a horrible death. It's like, I don't know where the lie in the 21st century Christianity came about that we, nothing bad happens to us. But I was under that. I really do believe that I was under that misnomer as well until about 14 years ago. So, yeah, today is our granddaughter's uh, third third year ago today. She went home to be with Jesus, and it's a wonderful, horrible, bittersweet, lovely, sad, incredible. You know, I got two, yeah. she has two sisters, you know. It's, you know, they're, they're 12 and eight and, and you know that's tough the oldest was crying on your shoulder yeah yesterday church is weeping yeah. and you know your heart breaks and it's like um but it's like if we do believe in heaven yeah. it's like she won the lottery right. 
and we haven't. Yeah, in an eternal perspective, eternal there's perspective. nothing bad about her there's past. No. Bad. Well, in yeah. a Except temporary her, perspective, it's just her horrid. Her mom and dad or yeah. sisters. It is horrid. Yeah. And that even that day, we, we were all there at the hospital, and there was the, there were two children on the ward, right? So there was the yeah. one, you know. Oh yeah. You want to tell that? Talk about that story. Oh my gosh, oh, two I children see. died that day, yeah. and the one next door to us, the place was bedlam, screaming. Wailing. Wailing, wailing, cussing, yelling, uh, yelling at staff, up and down, you know, the hallway, falling in the hallway. Hysterical. Um, five, six, seven people, just hysterical because, uh, and I believe it was a, a two-year-old or something, a three-year-old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was young. And, was and he young. passed away, and then Ava Lynn was passing away. Mm -hmm. And about the time they went quiet, Ava Lynn breathed her last. Mm -hmm. And the hospital was totally different. I'll let Vicki describe that our, the room on our side compared to the room on their side. It was clear from Good. their language, from their fear, Demeanor. from their just the horrors going on. It was clear they did not have the peace mm -hmm. of God. And if Vicki could describe. It was, an, it was an incredible moment. We were all there um, surrounded. To be a, it's a privilege and an honor mm -hmm. to be there. Um, and the peace of God, you know, just to see your granddaughter go to be the arms of Jesus. I literally didn't see it. I saw it with my mom. I didn't see it with Evelyn. But the difference in knowing Jesus and internal mm -hmm. perspective and the poor people who don't have anything to hang yeah. on to. Um, you know, the nurses and the doctors, obviously, it was a tremendous contrast between the two families. They saw something. We don't know eternally what will come out of that. Mm -hmm. But I believe one day we'll, we will see that some of those people are saved. They love Jesus because they started investigating what is this peace that these, this, the Wallace family has, mm -hmm. that they're letting their seven-year-old go and they didn't get mad. And they were, we were actually, there was, you know, I mean, people thought we were weird that, that through the weekend we were, you were there, we were mm -hmm. laughing and joking and had yep. a great time. Yep. It was kind of, people would probably think it's kind of macabre mm -hmm. that we were so, had so much peace. Well, that's what Jesus says. Yeah. You know, you have peace. In the storm. In yeah. the storm. And that was, and that's probably the biggest storm I've ever went through is just, you know, yeah. seven-year-old. And, you know, and not going to the place, I, why and why not. Mm -hmm. I just wrote a little tribute, tribute today. And what was really interesting about this little seven-year-old, she, she had it for three years, is that Evelyn never said why her, mm -hmm. and she never questioned God. She was so brave and courageous. I don't, I don't know if you remember. It was like, you know, yep. and if you can just not say that to God, because he's God Almighty. He always was and always will. So I'm with him. Yep. He decides. And if you can just really try to bring that in, you don't decide. He does. Yep. And that to everyone, we're good, there is a time we're going to die. It's true. We're all going towards that. It's and true. we are not We are not guaranteed 82 years. There's some that's seven and some that are 42. Yep. So looking at the context of this, you know, and it's impossible to get the context without the verses ahead of it mm -hmm. and sure. the verses behind it. Mm -hmm. But but if you just take this section, it's called call to repent. Mm -hmm. Come on. So the translators believe that what this is about is a call to repent. Yeah. And he tells them about guys in Siloam getting their blood mixed with the uh, sacrifice. And everybody says mm -hmm. something must have been wrong. And then the tower falling. So those men yeah. might have been bad. Yeah. You know how? Because this tower was part of the aqueduct system. Right. And um, so it's a call to repentance. And he, and he says that. Then he goes into the tree doesn't bear fruit. Right. Yeah. And let's let's cut it down because it has no fruit. Yeah. And the yard, the keeper, 
the 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 father is Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches, mm -hmm. my father's the keeper. Yep. Well the keeper says, Let me feed it better, mm -hmm. take care of it, and give it another year. Let's see if it doesn't produce fruit next year. And I think the call to repent is the final words in this story is likewise will towers fall and all these bad things will happen to you if you don't repent. Mm -hmm. And then the story of the tree that won't bear fruit is given a year and next year we'll cut it down. Next year we'll let your actions have their consequences. way, their yeah. consequences. Yeah. You'll suffer what you do next year. And of course, a year is not a year to God. Mm -hmm. It could be your life. It could be, it says a thousand years, but yeah. it's not even limited. Right. It's not like you can count time by a thousand years. It's a, a day. It's not, it's not the same. And so he could be saying, you know, that if you don't repent, you're going to be cut down and thrown in a fire. And I think that's the whole, that is the gospel yeah. message. So if you don't repent, you're going to be yeah. gotten rid of. And the men of, of Siloam and the men of Towerfall, maybe the same place. Galilee and Siloam. Galileans and then the Tower of Siloam. Yeah. They, you, you think they're bad, but you're wrong. It's well, repentance. We're, we're all bad, right? Yeah, we yeah. all fall yeah. short of yeah. the glory of God. The we are all. Fall on all of us. Yeah. There is none righteous, no, not, not one. Yeah. And it, we are all not good enough. Yeah. We are all on a journey to go further up and farther in continually to the last day. But he's saying if you repent, on a, and I'm talking about continual repentance, mm -hmm. con and if you knock, once. and that means continual knocking, and if right. you seek, and that means continual seeking, and if you ask, that means continual asking. Really good. Yeah. You will get what you're looking for, and that is a tree. You'll be a tree-bearing fruit. There'll be okay. fruit all over your branches. That's what you will be, and the master will come to you. And, and what that fruit means is something to pluck. It's just something to pluck. You know, so it, that word describes not one citrus piece, but anything that can be plucked for your advantage is fruit. And so you're a tree full of stuff that can be plucked by your, by your loved ones, by the people in life with you, by uh, God for eternity. Through it has tragedy. so many, you know, through tragedy, how, yeah. how you can stand up and show people how to navigate tragedy, disappointment, yeah. uh, dysfunction, unfairness. The actions of evil men like Romans lording over you, yeah. like Romans slaughtering sacrificers, like Romans building aqueducts with holy money, taking God's money and using it to their benefit. Mm. And you can endure this and you can stand up in the midst of it and be an example bearing the fruit of what? Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, but mostly love yeah. and on and on, you know, self-control, all of these wonderful fruit of the spirit is demonstrated in a person who repents and turns away from who they this other way they're going that is what he says you can't read the signs well the way you're going is distancing you from god turn around go the other way and maybe you'll get closer to god the the, the man in front of you is the messiah and you can't figure that out well stop drop and roll and ask god to show you who the messiah is who is your savior what is your responsibility to that Savior? You can't read these signs? He says it so clearly, any man who'd come after me must first deny themselves. Well, that's lack of selfishness. 
Who amongst us can say we are done fighting the selfish battle? I mean, I am not done. I am on a journey for probably for the rest of my life. I'm going to keep fighting against my own selfishness. I'm a selfish man. I need to get rid of that. So deny yourself unselfishness, selflessness. Pick up your cross. I don't want crosses. But do I want to come after him? Can't you read the signs? Mm -hmm. And it's deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. He means listen to me, imitate me, and actually become like me in the world. That's what he means. And so this message, can't you read the signs? This Christianity you're living, is it working? Well, why can't you read the sign and change? A tower is going to fall on you. Life is going to end for you. Disappointment's going to happen. Are you going to be ready? Are you going to be a man who has a faith in the Jesus in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the, the Christ of God? Come on. Are you going to be a person who can stand in peace and patience and kindness and love when the worst things you could ever imagine, like your three, four-year-old granddaughter suffering with a disease that eats her and then they give her these medicines that just destroy her? And you just watch it for years. Can you stand in that time, in that storm? Can you ride that storm to the end and still say, God is good. I'm in relationship with him. His will, not my will. I will love him no matter the outcome. If I get to live this way or that way, if I have this in my life or that in my life, I'm with you, Jesus. And so if it's not your faith, if your faith isn't like that, can't you see the signs that it's not working? Turn around, follow Jesus, come back to him. That's what this is all about. And so as of right now, maybe you deserve to be cut down. You've borne, you've borne no fruit of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You've borne no peace, patience, Good. kindness, goodness. And the Lord, if you come to him, he will, the vine keeper will dig around your roots. He year. will feed you, water you, take care of you, and see if next year maybe you'll bear some fruit. Good. People out there all over the place. I've just, I meet them all the time. I'm, I've met some pretty pathetic people lately uh, because we minister to the, to the least of these. Lost, lost, lost. And you meet them and they're just out there lost. They're and so it's sad. like they yeah. definitely can't see the signs. And they're so sad. And it's like, come with me. Well, that person in the position they're at, squandering the life that was given to them. And it's always due to a story, a victim story you wouldn't believe. I mean, it's horror stories. I am not belittling their horror stories. They are horror stories that you don't even believe people in America in 2022 could ever experience. You'd think we're immune to that, treating people that way, but we're not. Fathers and mothers are treating their children this way and putting them out there in the streets. The abandonment total of love. And you meet this and you say, come with me, because you know if you follow me and do what I tell you, which is... 100% 100% obey Jesus, Jesus yeah. know Jesus, meet Jesus, your life's going to change. And then you start to do what he said, which is love others as you as he has loved you. You're going to bear fruit, and your tree's not going to be cut down. Amen. People are out there destroying their life. And I'm saying, why don't you try Jesus? If you're going to kill yourself with this lifestyle, do that later. Find, try Jesus if it doesn't work, if he's no good, if you can't find him, if he rejected you, which I don't think he will. Then you can go kill yourself. Now you can go live mercilessly. You can go live helplessly, hopelessly. You can be miserable on the banks of the river or in in a ditch along the side. You can have those little shanties all along the freeway. Do it next year. But right now, come and serve Jesus. Love Jesus. Follow Jesus. That's good. 
and you too will bear fruit. And that's really what the whole, it's a kind of like a three phase deal going yeah. on here that he's trying to tell them, can't you read? You, you, you see red sky in the morning, you think it's going to rain. You see the sign, you feel the wind from the south. You go, oh, it's going to be a warm, dry day. Or what does he say, north wind? Maybe he says north wind. You know it's going to be a dry day. And then, and then he says, you know, or do you think that people who had a tower falling on them are bad? And then he says, well, it's like this. There was this tree that wouldn't bear fruit. Hmm. And the vine master said, let's cut it down next year. But, you know, can we please take care of it for another year? That's really good. Can we put put the put the fertilizer the fertilizer give it some ground take care of it up. feed it uh-huh. teach it yeah. train it prune it properly and and see if it bears fruit next year. Well, I think I think on Sunday you talked about the fig tree and how the fig tree just sucks everything in the ground and yeah. it's very narrow mm-hmm. and it's a taker. It's yeah. a taker, and that's okay. You could to be a taker. As long as you show produce something, produce figs on yeah. your produce tree. something. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's like some of us are just takers, and we just take and take, and we're a fruitless mulberry. Yeah. There's no fruit. Yeah. Fruitless it, mulberries are takers. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, so so it's like it's like where you get your joy is giving your life away, and the rain is going to fall on you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The tower will could fall on you. Right. The blood could be mixed sacrifice there's going to be things that happen and what's the perspective that you hold that keeps you with joy kind of joy i just couldn't help but think about paul or peter right there (laughs) all sorts of you know paul's little account of well it's not a little account his account of the whippings and the shipwrecks and and the things and like all of that is kind of like the tower falling yet at the same time he produced so much fruit and we can we wouldn't deny that so if those things you know they don't they're not separate it's not like Paul gave his life to Jesus and never suffered a day in his life and let everybody to the Lord. It was like right. through his suffering was his labor, right? And his fruit. And yeah. It's so, it, 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 yeah. I don't, it, it's to me, I mind boggle that I even thought that because every apostle. Are you follower, saying thought that bad, only bad things don't happen to you? Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're a Christian, it's like you just live this charm life, like a charm. Like, yeah. like, and it's like when you just that story about. Paul and but look at Peter and then look at Thomas and look at you know every one of them I don't think we would say there was a charm life or a charm ending and they give their life away right. and they had fruit on their tree and they died some yeah. horrible deaths right and so I don't even know where I came to this conclusion that Christianity is kind of I think I taught you it you probably was your fault it probably is my fault <laughs> yeah, probably. what's really weird about you and me is we lived a charm life yeah. we did. It was, but here think about this babies are taken care of we had a son with Down syndrome right into our marriage. <laughs> I mean, right away. We had a Nicole who was the dream Four years in. And then, and then the Down syndrome boy born, and it's like. And he was sick every. He was, so, he was in the hospital first yeah. year. And, and we and were saying to everybody, we didn't even notice it. <laughs> Right. We, didn't know we didn't notice it as a bad thing. We're like babies who don't People's even know things are bad. People's faces behind you are yeah. looking at like, yeah. uh, we thought we it was a great We didn't even notice blessing. we had bad things in our life. Yeah. We literally said to everyone, we live a charmed life. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we just, Their faces must have been we just walk around and the, and, and the steps are before us. The road mm-hmm. just goes right and in front true. of us. And we just like stumbling idiots. We stumble into everything good all the time. And we said that for decades, yeah. 25 years at least, I'm telling you. 
and, and I mean more even. And it's and, still and true, but it's it is kind of. But we, we never saw that we had a downspill. We, our, we had a journey, man. We had labor. Yeah. That boy creates labor, and he creates and he produces love. So he's like that fig tree. It sucks everything in the house. The whole world. my mother says to me, "Why don't you take your kids camping? You love camping so much." And I said, "Mom." That's not the cards we were dealt. We were dealt a son with Down syndrome, and we're he can't go. Hotels. He can't go uh, <laughs> camping. He can't sleep in a campground, and so my kids have to learn to live with hotel life. We go to hotels and stay, you know, <laughs> swim in I'm the sure pool. They, so yeah, they, they that, didn't yeah. feel like yeah. they missed anything. I don't think we <laughs> we, we we spoiled them, but. Yeah. It was just, we made our life around this boy. He was like a fig tree. Just went out and he took everything. And yet, see, it's a thing. He produced. He produces. He produced quality of character in all our children. Right. He produced a quality of marriage between us. He produced a, a partnership in us that can't be denied. He, he taught us how to love. Yeah. He taught us how to deal with in infirmity, with weakness, yeah. with inability. We had a daughter that was a world-class athlete she was in and we had this other one that was so straight a's it was unbelievable and was is so magical in these other things we have this son that's just i mean he has his own skills and talents and he's just he's just the magic man he walks in the room and then we got this guy with down syndrome who can't pick up a nickel off the table and his and his superpower is love <laughs> Good. It's love and goodness. And so we've spent our whole life saying we live a charmed life, but we didn't even see the, the Downs kids sitting in the t middle of our uh, – like we didn't even know. I mean, it's a lot of work he wore. I mean, she says he wore a diaper to two. I say he wore it to nine. I mean, I'm no. serious. It was forever he wore I'm diapers. I'm not going to say which, one, which, which yeah. son went longer. No, oh, well, no. You said you but she, two, so. she's not right. We won't get an argument I'm about it. I'm not going to say which one, Mark, Anthony. Mark, you know, you had to carry him for five years as where the other ones are one year kind right. of thing. He was behind on every level. He was in the, the hospital constantly. I think he's ahead of him now. It just changed our life. Yeah. And we're all going, we have a charmed life. We didn't even notice. <laughs> but then think about babies. You have a baby, and they're carried through life. Yeah. A toddler's hand is held everywhere. Yeah. Food is brought to them. There came a day in our life where I had to make money to eat. I had no place to live if I didn't work. Well, that wasn't true as a child. I oh. played sports. I played basketball. I played all I these sports. I just, I come home. My bed's there. My dad provides it. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's the Christian walk. We're saying we're a charmed life. Everything's done for us. But one day, all of a sudden, we were we had to start. And we started, like it's been a few years now of, you know, fires, <laughs> uh, uh, eco economic crashes, um, betrayals. You know, and, and mm -hmm. we don't say we have a charmed life anymore. <laughs> we should, but, though. I mean, we, we have do. so much adversity yeah. and so much betrayal and so much anger. We moved into Oroville, and we, we moved into the devil's playground, and <laughs> God called us to, to minister here, and the whole world changed. Mm -hmm. And uh, change. we, we suddenly had to be grown-ups. We had to step up and say, no, we are, we are mature Christians. Yeah. We have to stand in the day of trouble. Having done all to stand, we have to stand. Really and we have to, we can go and we can take from the Lord. We can say, Lord, we demand, or, you know, we, we come after, we pursue you for more of your presence, more of your power, more of your spirit. But hey, and, and I have to tell you here in Oroville, we've had more, but now it's required. Much, too much is given, much is required, <laughs> yeah. right? To him whom much is given, much is required. Became the reality of our life. And we, we have targets. Ta we have target tattoos all over us. Mm -hmm. You know, the devil is shooting arrows at us and our faith is knocking it down. 
And it's a totally different world than all those years, 25 years of us saying, we live a charmed life, you know, and being completely oblivious to anything bad like we were as children with our own parents. We were oblivious to the struggles they were in. But then we became adults and we had to, we had to Christian-wise, we had to face the challenge and be like the fig tree. We had to suck all the nutrients out of our spirituality. We had to get every last ounce to get through. And getting through, we got through, our joy was intact our peace and our patience and our kindness, our goodness. And the best thing I'm most proud of is our love was intact. Mm -hmm. And I'm again going to repeat, the number one reason my love was intact was I have Mark. That's good. Who always reminds me who I am to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I take Mark and he, <laughs> I remember, well, you know, I'm so superior to him in all physicality and ways of thinking and ways of seeing most things. And then I think who I am to Jesus. He holds my hand wow. and says, oh, this kid would be lost without me. It's good. He'd be hitting the freeway by a car if he, if he didn't mm -hmm. have me. And, you know, Mark would be too. He has to be helped across the street because the nystagmas, you know, uh, he doesn't always think about looking for cars. So I have to help him across the street still at 39. Well, I think about it, God has to always help me across the street yeah. at 66 in, in a different kind of street, you know, a spiritual okay. street, you know. I'm in front of the of, of the oncoming trucks of the enemy. It's really good. I just want to, I don't know if we're almost gone done, but it's, the Lord told me that <laughs> he's going to speak to Orville to the world. And, speak um, to the world through Orville? Yeah, that's okay. it. I was, I, uh, yeah. And speak to the world from Orville. And, and it, was, it came through the most unlikely, uh, unlikely way hmm. was when, Mar when our house burned down and Mark... Um, his sister put on Facebook that he, he lost all his DVDs, right? And he got 12,000 videos from around the world. But there's a video that when he f sees the first 1,200. And that video, if you want to see it, it's 42 million people have seen yeah. Mark and his joy yeah. that was made complete by such an incredibly loving right. kindness towards him. Through adversity. Through, you know. through adversity. Yeah. yeah, through the fire. Yeah. That's, that's uh, just Jesus is so He's good. That, you know, in the, in, in the trials and the songs of life, when we don't buy into our pain and our sorrow and disappointment, we, we turn that back to him and we praise him through it. We well, see, you, we you, you know, like you, I mean, it's like you have never been a victim. You have never said why I, to my knowledge, you've been, I've been around you for 12 years now. I, um, you know, you, you, you just had believed God and kept living in spite of the, the hand, the handicap or what you were, you were given the, the, the hand that you were given. You played it. You played it. And you played it well. Yeah. So it's well done. No excuses. You're joyful. You have a great yeah. sense of humor, and you just love life. Yeah. yeah. And, and Vicky likes you. And I like you. <laughs> you don't like him. I love him. Oh. <laughs> well, I was kidding. On that note, we'll uh, bring it to a close. Yeah, that was good. Thanks, guys. We'll be back next time with more uh, Uncommon Truth. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life He calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate, review, and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.